This B-Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com B-E. That's IXL.com B-E. Welcome to Changemaker EDU, a podcast that inspires powerful individual and collective transformation by sharing leadership, personal development, and education change-making ideas and stories to ignite people like you to create the change deep within your soul, embody your calling, and bring your dreams to life. I'm your host, David K. Richards, and I share wisdom from my 25 plus years as an education innovator, school founder and CEO, mindset teacher and leadership coach, but also interviewing other diverse paradigm shifters. Join me in our grassroots movement to create lasting impact, one education change maker at a time. Hello, great to be with you today. I want to start as always with a little guided practice or meditation. And today's going to be about the topic for today is going to be inner discipline. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that as we embark on our conversation here. But let's take a moment to settle in. Close your eyes if you can. Start to connect with where you are right now. Maybe take a nice deep breath in. Nice long exhale out. Set everything aside, the busyness of your mind, the worries, the troubles for these three, four minutes, you're going to let all of that go. So let's take a nice inhale through the nose and on the exhale through the mouth, just let all of that go. Let's try that one more time. So inhale. On the exhale, let it all go. If you start to feel a little tense, just take a nice deep breath into that space where you're feeling tense, tension in your body. If you start to have a flurry of thoughts or any kind of thoughts, you can practice one. I don't think we've talked about this before, but the touch and release method. So a thought comes in, you just kind of literally envision yourself just touching it and then letting it go. So instead of really focusing on the thought and giving it energy or time, you're just letting it go. So it's really good to practice this in meditation. So a thought comes in, oh my gosh, I didn't feed the dog. I forgot to email my friend. Oh my gosh, did I schedule that meeting, my partner? 
And you just let that thought come in. Touch it. Breathe in and out if you'd like. And then you just let it release. And just stay right here right now. Stay in this moment. We're going to talk about inner discipline today. So in the short meditation, I want you to focus on what does that mean for you? What does it mean to really be in touch with yourself? What does it feel like when you kind of know what your inspired action should look like? You can ask yourself in this little meditation, where is my inner discipline guiding me today? So let's just focus on you as the captain of your ship, you as the creator, you as the powerful person who's guiding your life and your actions and your choices. There's no victimhood here. You are the change maker. You are the wise warrior and just stay with that feeling. Hold on to that feeling as we talk today about inner discipline. So just take a moment to take a few breaths on your own pace. And then we're going to open our eyes and keep the conversation going. Okay, hopefully that got you kind of grounded and centered. And again, I think I've said this many times, but it only takes three or four minutes. And yes, it's helpful to have somebody guiding you, but you can do this at your own pace, on your own, when you're at a traffic light, when you are paused, the doctor's office waiting room, you know, all these different things throughout our life, when you're in between a meeting for three minutes, all these spaces in our day and our life where we can take a moment to breathe and to get grounded and centered and really connect with our inner state, our inner landscape, our inner state of being, and just check in and be clear and see where you're at. And that's today's topic is inner discipline. So I'm going to start with a little story. I met this amazing guy. We went to I went to Phoenix with a friend of mine will be you'll be hearing more about this we're launching a new venture and it was really beautiful in Phoenix and of course we just happened to meet somebody who wanted to meet us who actually was in from Michigan but came to but moved to Phoenix and we chose Phoenix as like a my friend and I chose Phoenix as kind of an in-between spot for you know California versus where she is and so we came together and we met this really awesome guy and he was telling me about his experience at a K-8 school in the kind of rural or I'm not sure exactly the area, but somewhere in Michigan. And as we were talking, he said something that really stuck with me. Well, first of all, he said this K-8 school literally transformed his life. So all of you educators that are listening, this is what great teaching, great schools great people, so many great people in education. 
great teachers, even if you're not in education, but you're teaching in different ways. If you're a parent, you're a teacher, right? But this is what greatness looks like when you create an environment and you follow through with your mission, your vision, and you create an environment for kids where they're, they literally are lifelong learners, right? I know that's a, a phrase we use all the time. It's overused and under actually utilized under get under deliver. But this gentleman I spoke with, he said, I learned from the founder of the school. I learned interdiscipline. And he said, that stuck with me my whole entire life. And it really gave me pause to think about how that one thing, the school changes life in general, and how that one skill or that one belief or that one way of thinking or living in his life has stayed with him. So when he went to high school, he, he said he had it. When he went to college, he said he had it. And now in his work and his daily life, he has it. And so let's really talk about what that means. I haven't heard, I hadn't heard that term for a long time. And I think sometimes in the progressive education world, you know, we, we are like, ah, oh, we don't want to discipline kids. We're, you know, we're guiding them and showing them. And that's great. So sometimes the word discipline or we don't, or, you know, in the conscious parenting world, we don't discipline. That's, that's a bad word. So I'm not talking about discipline in that way. So if you're starting to have that feeling or getting turned off with the connotation of discipline, I'm talking about inner discipline. Let's take one word at a time. So let's start with discipline. I'm talking about the discipline to trust yourself, the discipline to take three minutes to breathe, the discipline to find time to meditate, the discipline to listen to your favorite podcast, the discipline to go to the gym. But again, I want to really differentiate here the discipline that you might be thinking about that you would hear about, like, you know, from my niece who's in the Marines. It's not a forcing and a shoving and a pushing because it's inner discipline. So the difference is it's not coming from outside. So when we think about discipline, we think the drill sergeant, the teacher, the coach. And I think that is the fundamental issue with our school system. And quite frankly, the world of work and the way we parent is that we're teaching our kids and we do with this ourselves. So we're teaching ourselves and we're showing our kids that somebody else has the power. So somebody's going to motivate you to get better at a sport. Somebody's going to motivate you to learn a new academic subject. Someone's going to motivate you to clean your room. And so there is this really cool thing you'll see in places where there's strong discipline. And sometimes it can go too far into the ego and control. And then you're doing it for somebody else. What I'm talking about is when you add the word inner discipline to it, that becomes an intrinsic motivation. So what I heard this gentleman speaking about from his experience at this school is that he under, he deeply understands and has built an inherent, you know, you know, when there's a great, when someone's learned something it becomes internalized. You hear this sometimes like, oh, let's help them internalize it. When you're trying to teach It's like, what's the deepest What's the deepest piece of this, of this subject I'm trying to teach? What's the deepest part? And how can I help them internalize it? Or like, oh, I have this vision for the people I'm leading. And how do I help them internalize it? And so he had in internalized 
this topic, this concept of interdiscipline and uses it throughout his life every day. And it's super inspiring because he understands what intrinsically motivates him and he understands how purpose drives you. Now, I don't know this guy that well, so I'm, I'm going to say someone who has inner discipline, you understand what motivates you. So let's actually ask you, and I can share my own experience too. Are you clear on what your internal desires are? Are you clear on what motivates you? Are you clear on what makes you tick? Are you clear on what triggers you? Are you clear on where you are, what's your state of being throughout your day? Are you clear on the words you're using and communicating with others and to yourself in your own self-talk? And so those are the foundations of inner discipline is that you have the discipline to know yourself. You have the discipline to love yourself. You have the discipline to speak kindly to yourself. You have the discipline to speak kindly to others. And you understand what you're on this planet to do and to be. Now, I'm not saying that everyone has to know their purpose. I know we get so stressed about this, like, oh, my purpose, it has to be this. And I know from, we learned from Adam Carter and others that there's one of my guests, there's multiple purposes and your purpose will change, but there's probably an essence to your purpose that stays true. So you think about like kind of the, the dot in the middle, right? Of the bullseye, that's maybe like your purpose. And then there are all these rings outside of it that show up in different ways throughout your life. But at least you're clear on your internal motivation and you're clear on what makes you tick so that you can then take inspired action. You can take the feelings and the what you know to be true and what feels right to you. You know, when we were in the meditation, did you feel some sort of connection? Did you feel some sort of expansion? That's being really connected with that inner, that inner timeless, boundless, infinite energy. And then taking that into inspired action. That's the discipline. That's the wise warrior that I talk about. And it's going against the grain, quite frankly, because the grain teaches us the opposite. Follow the leader, follow the person, quote unquote, above you, right? Like we are taught to be sheeple, as they say. My son and I like to joke about that. Like, I'm not a sheeple, <laughs> but we're taught to follow someone else and to take their word and take their belief and then kind of just do what they say, right? We're taught to look for validation. Well, I'm not worthy unless the teacher says that I'm worthy. And then what happens if the teacher doesn't like you, right? Or if the teacher doesn't say the exact words that make you feel good, then you have a meltdown. You go into negative self-talk and beating yourself up and maybe you just feel terrible, right? So inner discipline is knowing that you are an amazing, you are exactly what you're supposed to be in the way you're supposed to be. And you understand that and you believe in yourself and there will be negative talk and there will be people on the outside that are saying things that are just what you're feeling, right? That's how it works. We've talked about this. And so when those things happen, you have the inner discipline to say, I'm not going to let the winds 
of that storm blow me over. I'm going to understand that I know myself so well, and I know that I'm not perfect, but I know that this is exactly who I'm supposed to be right now. And I trust that there's a larger process. There's something bigger than me that's guiding and showing me the way, whether you want to call it God or life or the universe or quantum physics, whatever you want to call it, whatever you believe, there's something that's guiding. And your job is to have the discipline to know what it feels like when you start to understand that, to know what it feels like when you're getting that feeling or that message or that clarity, right? I like to say clarity. <laughs> you really understand it clearly and then you move with it, right? Just like the flow of life, just like the water flowing down the river or the tree changing the seasons. You don't force it. You don't push it. So it's discipline. It's like discipline of love, right? It's discipline that allows you to stay the course and trust yourself. And it's a discipline to act. So it's a discipline to have the inner knowing and the inner guidance and to really trust your heart and the feeling within you that expands and wants to be the best version of you. It's knowing that and it's trusting that. That's so much, there's so much discipline involved with that. So that's the inner discipline. And then the action on the outside is inspired by that. So you take one step at a time and you follow the breadcrumbs and you say, today I'm going to, for example, I said I'd share some experiences. For example, I'm very inspired right now to start a high school. So many of you know that I spent most of my career in high schools and I've had a couple of really cool experiences. You know, there's little things that happen when you start to get clued into where you should be moving and where your inspired action should be taking you. I have run into three students. Now I live two hours. I live in San Sacramento and I used to teach in the San Francisco Bay area. So I live two hours from where I taught. And the last time I had a group of students as a teacher was 2010. So these students are now they're, they're adults now <laughs> They're in their thirties, right? Early thirties. And I've run into three of them in the last few months. And I had this really strong feeling that it was time for me to start a high school. And they all said things to me like, we remember the Socratic seminar. We remember back to that point that I was saying, like when I was planning these lessons and planning these concepts, I would think like, what's the essence? You know, one of them said, I remember your content, your unit on the Middle East, because you taught us about the cycle of violence and you taught us about what you know, what is going on when people are continually, it's a never ending conflict. And somebody who's now what 32 remembers or 30, 32, that early there's remembers that from her 10th grade world history course. I had another kid who said like, I really remembered how you empowered us to think for ourselves. And that, you know, I taught them for a couple of years and in ninth grade, we were doing Socratic seminars and in 10th grade, we would actually move the chairs and you would just put the questions up on the, on the board and we would just go and you would sit there and you would observe and you would not say a word. And so they remembered those things. And that is what I've been feeling. Right. And then all of a sudden these people show up in my life, like, okay, it's time for me to start a high school. So I've been, and then I start to follow 
those small steps. It's like, okay, well, wait, why am I starting at high school? I thought I was doing the K-8. So like I said, I was in high school for a long time. Then I launched a K-8. When my kids were younger, I was really fascinated by the lower, you know, K kindergarten through eighth grade, kindergarten, elementary school, kind of the lower years. I really wanted to learn all about it. So I immersed myself in that. And now I'm feeling this call back to where I, where I started my career, which is with adolescence. And it's really, really fun because my son's now in seventh grade and my daughter's in fifth grade. So they're kind of moving into that adolescent phase. I'm like, oh, this is my jam. Okay, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> Let's do high school. But I'm sharing the story because I want you to understand what's, what is it within you that you kind of know, but you don't, you're not having the discipline to believe it or trust it or listen to it. You're letting it just pass. It's like, you know, people will say the universe will scream at you at some point. You know, when I left my executive job to start this K-8 school, it's like the universe was kind of like whispering and whispering and whispering. And then eventually it was like, hey, hey, <laughs> you are not staying with this organization forever as a chief of schools. And you're not staying there in that seat, even though I was really good at it. I told you guys, I was really good at it. And it was, and it was a great job. But it's like, no, 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 that's not where that's not what you're doing right now. And similarly, as I've left my current school that I've started, it's like, you're not meant to be there anymore. You're meant to support and guide, but you're not meant to be there every day. And so now the inspired action is coming. And I have to have the discipline to not let the negative talk the mediocrity, the naysayers in my own head take over my thoughts, take over my feelings, take over my life. I have to have the discipline to say, okay, I see you. I hear you. You're worried about, are we going to make any money? How are we going to pay the mortgage? You're worried about whether it's going to be a nonprofit or whether it's going to be, you know, all those things that you're kind of limited mind will do like, well, is it a different nonprofit from this or is it that? And the places we really perseverate and stick on, it's where we're in that cycle of fear. And so then our thoughts start to really, okay, where can we grab them? Oh, he's worried about whether it's, you know, whether it's a different nonprofit from the current one he has. And he's also worried about the money. So let's just really spend some time <laughs> focusing. And then we focus our energy on that. And that's what we, that's what we, that's what we get back. That's what we get back. Focus all our energy on, oh, I'm not sure if I'm going to have the energy to start this school and I've already done this and gosh, I'm almost 50. Like, what am I thinking? All that, right? We start spending all our time on that. And that's what we get. We get more of that. That's what we get. So inner discipline means that you take the time and you're disciplined to say, I am not going to enmesh and enable those thoughts and those beliefs to overpower me. I'm going to stay with the part of me that knows the truth, which is it's time for you to open a high school. That for you, I know the truth is dot, dot, dot. The truth is dot, dot, dot. And that's where this discipline comes to listen to the silence, to listen to the whispers, and to just find a little bit, maybe write it on a post-it note. Like I told you guys, I just write them on post-it notes when I get out of my meditation or when I'm exercising or walking the dog and I'm in this kind of more calm, 
neutralized state, then the information, the little messages, the little whispers come. And I just write them down. And I don't attach like, whoa, what about this? What about that? And I just write it down. And eventually these post-it notes become a collage on a, on a big poster on my wall. And then I start moving them around and thinking, oh, okay. I've been feeling high school. I've been feeling launching the Wise Warrior program. I've been feeling coaching basketball. I've been feeling building different programs for youth and adolescents. And it's like, oh, okay, now I see that the high school is the, the dot in the middle, like I said earlier, the dot in the middle. And then everything around it is the pieces that I've been feeling, right? So all those post-it notes are guiding me towards what I already know to be true. All right. I could talk about this forever, as you can tell, but I want to wrap it up and just say that, like I said in the meditation at the beginning, you are the captain of your own ship and the only person making you a victim is yourself. So find the time to get to know yourself, believe in yourself, trust yourself, know that you are the creator of your life. You are immensely powerful and you know the truth and it's time to find the discipline and exercise the discipline to believe in the truth that you know and to act on it with inspired action, to act on it with what you really believe to be true. And it doesn't have to be throw everything out and jump off the deep end. Just take small steps towards your knowing, small steps towards you, what you know is what's best for you. Connect with the best version of yourself and ask, what is it that I want to do now? And take one step toward that place. And I guarantee you, your life will change. That is what interdiscipline is all about. All right, everyone, sending you tons of love, hugs, everything else you need to be able to really trust yourself and know that you are the most powerful person and the only person holding you back is yourself. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Changemaker EDU podcast. Every guest and listener is a valued part of this co-creation. We're honored that you listen and we hope that this helped you in some small or big way today. This is a community and a movement and without you, it wouldn't be possible. If you want to learn more about me, go to davidkrichards.com. And as always, if you're so moved, please rate and review the podcast. And finally, our greatest compliment is when you share an episode with someone who you believe will benefit from the message. Sending you immense love and courage today. Thank you. Do you want to save time on prep work, increase student achievement for all of your students, reliably meet tier one standards? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com B to learn how IXL's research proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve these goals. That's IXL.com B E.